Adulting, where two almost adults talk about their life in their 20s and what being a grown-up really means. I'm Annie. And I'm Cheyenne. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about friendships and address questions like, what's a toxic friendship? How do you set boundaries? Am I a good friend? (laughs) But first, let's give a personal update. Um, So Annie, what have you been up to? Okay, so my (laughs) mom recently opened up a tea shop in Vietnam. Yeah, I don't think I told you about it, but um, it was like a quick thing. She's Mm -hmm. been wanting to do this for a while. But it's just a small shop. It's um, in the same location as like her old restaurant mm-hmm. because they still have the property, but the oh. restaurant closed because of COVID. So she was like, oh, what can I do with the property? And so she was like, oh, I really want to open my own tea shop. So basically the tea shop sells like floral and herbal mm-hmm. teas and like different types of equipment that um, you can use to make tea. And she just opened it. So I don't know how well it's doing, but I'm excited to see it in person. Wow. That's so cool. I admire how your parents are so like, they just open shops and restaurants and they just like do it. They're such entrepreneurs. Like it's so cool. Like their turnaround rate is crazy. I'm like, they have the contacts for everything. Like Mm -hmm. they have the construction, like the people, like all their ideas from start to finish can be in like months like wow, so quickly like that's crazy two to three months mm-hmm. wow that's amazing yeah and i admire that my mom's so like detached from like the success of a business mm-hmm. because she's like you know if this doesn't work out like it's okay she mm-hmm. can just do something else mm-hmm. um which is a yeah. good trait wow that's awesome yeah um i've also been trying to look for a new tv show lately i haven't really been watching <laughs> shows on netflix or in general I think I've just been, like, on YouTube a lot more because, mm-hmm. like, I've been, like, craving more, like, of the social interaction. Yeah. So, like, on YouTube, you get to see other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but I used to be, like, obsessed with Survivor and Amazing Race, as mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, so I might get back into it. I used to go on Reddit to try to find the best seasons yeah. ever and just watch the best ones. Um, I took a little break because the show can be, like, repetitive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I think I'm ready to go back into another season. Wait, I don't know if you've heard me and Leah, like, screaming, but we started watching Love Island UK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, Wait, didn't we watch, like, one episode together? No, we watched, um... Actually, no, yeah, we did. We yeah. did. We watched Love Island, I think, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so... Because, like, I don't think we got into it enough to care. Oh, yeah. But, like, we accidentally just, like... Because it was on Hulu, mm-hmm. so it just kept it kept going and it's just hilarious like i don't understand how these people take themselves seriously is it like it's so funny. love is blind no it's very different so really? like this like is kind vibe. of more like america's next top model Ooh. like you know how they're all in the house yeah. like all that kind of stuff but of course like the objective is to be a couple mm-hmm. so it's just like all the drama and then like they form like alliances with the guys and like all right bro you got my back yeah. right we're gonna i i really like this girl like you need to help me like set up the situation hey, so- and then like also like um america's next top model they have um phones like they have a they give them a phone oh, yeah so they receive text message updates and the show producers will just like stir the pot and like make the two people that they know have been like tension but they're oh, yeah. already coupled with someone else and they'll be like Annie and Cheyenne go on a date and then they'll just like everything drama yeah, like oh my, so it's good. so funny and like the British one is hilarious because like we're not used to the British slang mm-hmm. so we literally are just watching and we're like what are they saying like I don't I need a dictionary <laughs> I don't know what they're saying Dude, gotten into the fan base yeah Love Island I literally like we literally watched eight episodes in a row oh my like God. eight episodes because <laughs> like, we were just like working on stuff and then what we realized was Love Island you can't like it's not a background show because you need to focus on like who's with who yeah, and like yeah. all the drama if you want to. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Interesting. I've been wanting to get into The Bachelor or mm-hmm. Bachelorette because I feel like the fan base is like so crazy and I'm mm-hmm. like, if it's that interesting, like I, I want to like understand yeah. why. Yeah. But I tried watching one episode of The Bachelor, I think, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. But I might give another chance. Yeah. Um, so also in Boston, it's been snowing like crazy these past few days. Which shocks me because I think last year was a bit of a fluke Mm -hmm. where like we barely Mm -hmm. ever had snow days. And this year, like I've just been almost every day it's been snowing. We're like out here shoveling the snow every single day. I think since Um, January. Like December, November, it was cold, but it was nothing. So I thought it was going to be the same as last year. I remember we were talking and we were like, 
oh, it's not that cold in yeah. Boston this yep. year. Literally we literally said after. it like a week ago, and I was like, eh, we jinxed like it. a week after. <laughs> yeah, um, I was walking outside today, and it was really, really beautiful. Had like a dramatic mm-hmm. moment where I was like, wow, it's so pretty in mm-hmm. the present moment. Yeah. Yeah, so Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any plans? I think personally, I might just be... Um, like ordering or mm-hmm. cooking something and doing something casual yeah because my birthday weekend is the week after mm-hmm. so i'm like yeah not trying to be yeah same i don't think we're gonna do anything too exciting yeah um yeah but the snow um so it's snowing yesterday no what day is it even on sunday oh yeah tuesday <laughs> um it was snowing on sunday and we had like a community service event for oh Tapas, yeah and we literally like it wasn't even that bad until we came back and on our way back, so we walked around Newbury um, for like two hours, and then we got food and Dang. took it home. And then we stopped by at Vivi's because one of our um, sisters like works there. So we were like visiting her, and then on our way back, like our bag of food broke because no, it was so horrible. wet. So everything fell out, but luckily it was like also there were um, small bags inside it, so none of our food was lost. But we like we were just walking, and all of a sudden the bag like fell out from under us but yeah it's kind of funny that's sad yeah but for me um i'm kind of dying in school like just all of a sudden like the last few days but it's fine i'll get through it um there's just like a lot of writing assignments for my classes um not even midterms but just like um we most of my classes have about like three to five papers throughout the semester and um all of them are coincidentally due within this week um the so first fast. round it's mm-hmm. only been like three weeks of school i know yeah literally in my modules they're like week what? four and i'm like hold on <laughs> <laughs> um and i guess like kind of similar like falling behind but i've been falling behind on my youtube videos which i'm really upset about because i really want to commit to like you know pursuing a project so I'm just really trying to get back on my feet again this week and um, maybe film some videos. Hopefully I can like film something in New York maybe. I don't know. True. But I just want to like, you know, get back into it and get back into my content because I think I can tell even just the few days of not um, focusing on my own project or like mental health project, it's taking a toll. Like I skipped two days of like my morning routine mm-hmm. and I can already tell how like intensely that impacts me and like today I've been so drained yesterday I was so drained Mm -hmm. and um today I actually did my morning routine but yeah the last few days it was just like not there I mean I think it's like the snowy day weather too Mm -hmm. that like impacts Mm -hmm. your mood because there's like no sun and it's like uh and our place is really dark yeah we don't get much natural light depressing yeah but then um more exciting news is that I'm applying to co-ops um but I'm kind of looking on my own Um, I do wish I looked a little bit earlier. Um, I still have a lot of time. I'm starting in July and it's February, but um, I've been reaching out to companies that, you know, I would really want to stay at after um, I graduate and specifically companies that um, align with like my personal values. So things like climate justice or social justice and not necessarily directly in those fields, but for example, like a company with electric cars. There's one that I applied to an internship and it's like, um electric vehicles for kind of like uber i guess but in san francisco and it's like driverless don't ask me how it works but there's no drivers and the car just takes you i don't know (laughs) but i mean like a couple years ago like uber was like there's no way i'm going into like a stranger's car Mm -hmm. watches be like there's no driver this time and i feel like that's even better like because people are going to be less uh, less hesitant about like you don't know if the driver is going to kidnap you You especially like like, the late nights mm -hmm, exactly Yeah. yeah and it's electric so it's like interesting environment yeah um what about current obsessions Oh yeah. Um, so lately, I've been wearing sweatshirts a lot. Being at home, mm-hmm. it's so cold. It's freezing. I might get a few more, but then yeah. I'm thinking like, when this whole quarantine thing is over, like I'm just gonna have a bunch of sweatshirts and like for what? Literally <laughs> me anyway. I have so many sweatshirts. Yeah, but also like so many of yours are like kappas and yeah. like no, but I have so many like knit sweaters too. That's true. And it's like why true, I true. don't wear them. And like I've been thinking like, what if I move out of Boston? Like, oh what gosh. am I gonna do with all my sweaters and jeans and that stuff? That it's not even cold. You I know. Move to like Texas. I know. So I'm like kind of holding back on like the yeah. winter gear, mm-hmm. um, just in case. Yeah. 
Um, and also lately I've been looking at like small businesses a lot and boutiques that I've discovered from Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think some of them have thrived so much over quarantine. I found this one yesterday um, as I was looking online. It's called Feel Your Soul. Ooh. It's such a cool brand. I wanted to send it to you. Yeah. But basically they sell like foot soles, like foot insoles. Oh, um, There's that. like a whole <laughs> brand on it. It's like specifically for Converse and Vans. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, they also have like clothing and stuff. And they have like a whole message behind their brand of like chasing your dreams mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is so that's cool. That's so cool, yeah. Like I hope one day I have my own small business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. I am flat-footed, so I need that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'll send it to you. Yeah. What about you? Um, Honestly, same with the wearing sh- sweatshirts. I think I have become like a sweatpants sweatshirt kind of person <laughs> because of quarantine. But also, I've, like, I've always had this clip. I'm like wearing it right now. Mm-hmm. I've always had it, but it just like sits on my desk because I've just never been into like the clip style but I feel like it's so easy because sometimes when I tie my hair it's like too tight or like it pulls on my hair Mm -hmm. um so I'm like into this clip right now um another thing also related to hair is um, my Jupiter shampoo it's been about like three plus weeks that I've Mm -hmm. used it and basically it's this like kind of similar to like pros where you do a quiz yeah except this one specializes in anti-dandruff treatment because, like, I've always had, like, scalp problems, and I realized over the years, like, even when I was in Malaysia, it reacts a lot to stress. So, like, when I'm really stressed out, like, my head is just, like, ouch. <laughs> like, it's yeah. really itchy, or, like, it's, like, a lot, yeah. So, and I never really knew how to combat it. I tried, like, head and shoulders, T-gel. Um, I tried something called Nizoral off Amazon. All of them worked, but, like, temporarily. Mm. So I was like, okay, I need, I can't do this. I need to combat this. And especially this winter, like I was getting so frustrated because I was like finding myself in meetings and I would just like try and like inconspicuously like itch my head and not look like super distracted or like weird. So I was like, no, this is it. I'm Googling like better hair care products and yeah, I love it. It's like a whole routine hair mask, hair serum elixir shampoo conditioner and they give you that like scalp brush so mm. their brand yeah. is so aesthetic as well mm-hmm. their brand is very nice and i was looking through all their faqs and stuff and they're like our next goal is to create climate uh aware or like climate or sustainable packaging mm. so yeah yeah that's cool and then lastly i've just been drinking a lot of green tea it helps me stay awake without being a wacko caffeinated ca- coffee Do you person. Drink the Kirkland one. Yeah, that's in the kitchen. Yeah. You should try loose leaf. I feel mm-hmm. like you would love it. Yeah, like the herbal flavor. Like I drink. Um, I started with bagged Earl Grey. Yeah, and now I just do loose leaf. Yeah, like the taste is just so like much better. It is. Yeah, Kenny has a lot of loose leaf at his place. So when oh, yeah. we're there, like we only drink loose leaf. Mm. But I think I just like. In, on a whim got it from Costco mm-hmm. so now that I know that I like drinking it yeah. I'll probably like get that yeah too. the Kirkland one is good I like yeah. it all right now that we've had our very long personal updates um you, you gotta peek into our lives um so let's go into our friendship so how did we become friends <laughs> so we met during orientation which was hilarious because I actually forgot yeah, that during yeah, orientation. Same. Like because during orientation you just meet so many people mm-hmm. and like at one like at a certain point everyone just sounds the same. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, I'm from here. I'm this major." Mm-hmm. And like you just forget who you yeah. meet. Um so Cheyenne went to like the wrong meeting. Mm-hmm. Um and she was sitting next to me or like yeah, a I was few right next seats. to you. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was like me, you, and then on the other side of you there is this guy I don't know. And then on the other side of me, there's this girl mm. who I think I also met again. Oh, really? But yeah. Okay, well, basically, like, I was just talking to this other person because he was in my, like, orientation yeah. group. And then, like, ha- midway through the presentation, you're like, oh, I have to go. And I was like, okay, like, bye. <laughs> I, like, Wait. barely know you anyway. Yeah, I know, because I don't even know how I figured it out. But basically, I... See, this is what contributed to my whole cultural identity crisis. Because, so I applied to schools in America right and Mm -hmm. I have an American citizenship and my home state is Massachusetts Mm -hmm. but then since I went to high school and like most of my schooling in Malaysia a lot of universities considered me an international student so I just assumed that I meant to go to the international student orientation 
but that wasn't yeah, correct and I guess true. I like checked my email or something or I like, was scrolling on my phone and I realized like I was supposed to be somewhere else so then I was like I got up like super abruptly and I was like oh my gosh like bye guys <laughs> and I realized yeah. I didn't you know classic orientation like add me on snap and yeah. I was like no I didn't get any of their yeah. socials like I don't know who they are because we're all like in the middle of a presentation yeah so we're like paying attention anyways yeah and then yeah. I didn't even go to the like American orientation they oh, made really? like a hybrid orientation for American citizens who lived abroad or um, there's like another visa thing mm. it's not the same as your visa mm-hmm. it's like a different one okay and I was like, what? What? <laughs> like, what is going on? I know. But yeah, anyway, please continue this story. Um, so we re- reunited again at the dining hall somehow. Yes. I don't know how. But it was through Emily and Jesse. But I don't know how Jesse knew you. Jesse knew Emily. Oh. So we weren't okay. even part of the like connection. We were just like, like the tag yeah. alongs. And then I was like, oh, hey, like, yeah. I don't know who you are. <laughs> but then like a few weeks later, we realized. Or yeah. did you realize in the moment? No, I think we realized later. Oh, okay. I'm like the worst at remembering these um, things. So yeah, we met. Um, and then we didn't really talk with each other much during freshman year. Like we kind of hung out here and there. Um, but... I don't know. You guys were rushing for Kappas then. Mm-hmm. So that semester, it was really busy yeah. for you guys. So I barely saw you. Um, but then after that freshman year, we moved in together mm-hmm. for Willis, um, which is like a... Um, it's like apartment dorm. style like, dorm. Yeah, like yeah. an apartment style dorm here. And we actually lived together in the same room. So mm-hmm. there were two doubles mm-hmm. and it was me and Cheyenne. And then the other two was like my old freshman year roommate and her yeah. old freshman year roommate. And... I think that room just got us like really close because yep. it was really small and although we were both like really busy like when you're rooming with someone else like you're just talking with them mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. um and I think we shared a lot of like deep talks and time in that room and over time we just got really close um and then we decided to move into like a new like off-campus apartment together and I think that's where our friendship like really flourished yeah now nah, I would agree yeah I think like I mean, we say it every now and then. We're like, oh, I miss Willis, where we could just, like, look over and be like, Annie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, like, when I first moved in, I was, like, kind of sad. Yeah. Like, in the single. Same. I was, I was lonely. I was like, oh, I'm alone now. <laughs> like, obviously, having your own space is super cool. Yeah. And, like, even though our room is, like, I think it is smaller than our Willis room, but it's, like, your own space. Yeah. So that's, like, super cool and super nice. But I was like, oh, wow. Like, I can't just turn over and be like, hello. <laughs> yeah yeah but it's interesting um yeah I think just like we realized like in Willis like we have very similar living styles Mm -hmm. so we just decided to like pair up and um yeah so then from there on we kind of just continued that yeah and our roommate style is like similar Mm -hmm. like the things that we expect and want from a place so it just like worked out really well yeah 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 so with this friendship and stuff you know there's reasons why it works so let's go into some personality types so we did the myers-briggs test yes Um, if you don't know what Um, that is annie can describe (laughs) okay basically i took an entire class of this last semester so i'm kind of sick of this test to be honest because like we went in depth into each letter for like four or five weeks oh my gosh um, and we just kept referring back to it and I was like, I'm so sick of my personality being categorized under like four letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but basically it's a personality test online that you can take where you just take a quiz with a bunch of questions about yourself and then you get categorized in, um, like a personality group. Um, and either you're like introverted and extroverted or you are, um, like intuitive and sensing is the other one and the other one's like feeling and thinking and then the last one is judgment and perception um so my letters are um so when I first took that class last year my letters were ENFJ but now they turned into INFJ so basically I just lean more towards introverted version now whereas before I was more extroverted which makes sense with like COVID I've just been like a lot more exhausted hanging out with other people and I guess the extroversion is pretty much like gone but I'm sure for some people it's still there Mm -hmm. um, because it is like a personality trait but back in high school I was more introverted so it's interesting how I'm like reverting back to like my old days 
Um, so me and Cheyenne actually have the same personality <laughs> type, except for the introversion, extroversion part. Yeah. So do you want to, like, talk a little bit about, like, the traits and such? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I'm ENFJ now, and I feel like it's pretty interesting because I actually also decrease in extroversion, too, mm-hmm. even though it's still, like, very high. But, um, for example, in April, I took the test, and it was literally 100% extrovert and I was like I didn't even know you could get 100% (laughs) on these things but now um I'm 86% Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting oh wow that is a lot though yeah like my introversion is 63% so Mm -hmm. it's like I'm very much like kind of in right right yeah mine's definitely a more majority but Mm -hmm. um to kind of break down like each of the traits Mm -hmm. um so like we said introversion extroversion is pretty self-explanatory extroverts are very like I mean just from my personality like I tend to thrive in a group setting Um, I start to get very in my own head if I'm alone for too long Um, and I think something that I mean just to take a tangent but something that I've struggled with in quarantine is like I actually do end up spending days on end like in my room and I think I'm fine with it but then suddenly my mental health like takes a plunge and I'm Mm -hmm. like why is this happening and then all I have to do is like go outside to the living room (laughs) and hang out with you guys for like 20 minutes and I'm back to normal because I was missing that like social interaction yeah but yeah interesting kind of things and then introversion is um you know you value alone time more or um you know going to a group uh, interaction or group event is pretty exhausting for some yeah um so yeah just some differences mm-hmm. there's definitely no like better or worse between the two it's just a different personality type yeah um and then so there's intuition or sensing so sensing um you would use your five senses to judge or you might be a more observant person whereas intuition is using more of your imagination or thinking holistically and kind of seeing things um as a bigger picture rather Mm -hmm. than just like observing what's in front of you yeah so we're both like n so intuition so we both like Mm -hmm. use more of our imagination like um we're more abstract which makes sense because we're both more creative people Mm -hmm. yeah so that that makes sense yeah it's also interesting because so I dug up my old results yeah (laughs) so I took this test as well in January 2018 which is my freshman year second semester and so pretty recent since graduating high school and I was actually sensory before I was sensing before Mm. and I thought about it and I was like why would I be that like I've always been in the creative arts Mm -hmm. but I realized it's because I didn't think I was creative in freshman year I didn't think I was artistic or like Mm. artsy I had like again another identity crisis (laughs) like I was like I'm in an art major but I'm not even artsy or like creative because I was so ingrained of doing the IB that I was like I like studying I like school you know like which is not true but anyway yeah yeah go ahead Do you want to finish the other two sure um so we're both in the f category so feeling which is I think very apparent in this podcast yeah. anyways like we just talk about our feelings all the time we're um just less logical not saying that we aren't but it's just we let our feelings like decide mm-hmm. um certain things more um and then the last letter we're both j's so judging basically we just like having an organized lifestyle we are less type b in the way that um we like things planned in mm-hmm. advance or just planned more we're both like very organized yeah. people we have planners um our life is like more planned out and we're less likely to go more with like with the flow mm-hmm. of things um which yeah. makes sense yeah 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 and the opposite would be um perceiving which is more um spontaneous kind of undecided and you know I've tried to be more spontaneous Mm -hmm. but it's still really hard yeah (laughs) I feel like I'm like if it's not on my google calendar like I can't do it like I don't know what you're talking about but yeah yeah. I mean there's nothing wrong with not being like spontaneous and it's not that you can't be it's Mm -hmm. just like you're less likely yeah like it's not our first instinct yeah exactly yeah exactly Um, so for this next part, we wanted to talk about what we both really value in a friendship personally. So Cheyenne, what do you yeah. have to say? Um, I think for me, like, even though obviously we have the same personality trait, like, I don't need to think exactly the same way as my friends do. I mm-hmm. think that 
as long as you'll try to hear me out and you understand like you'll try and understand my point of view before making snap judgments or assuming something about me or about what I'm saying I think that's kind of my number one it's like I really need empathy from others because I think I'm a very empathetic person so um yeah I think anyone who kind of easily makes judgments straight off the bat I definitely do not gravitate towards Mm -hmm. um also people who have conversations with substance or you know just like care about certain things I don't even care if you like don't care about the same things as me like you can literally have an opposing opinion I just want to have a conversation about it mm-hmm. um I think that apathetic people like I just can't connect with yeah um again there's nothing wrong like maybe your life is fine like that and you are content with you know that lifestyle but for me I just can't carry on a fully fuller conversation with someone who doesn't have um strong opinions about anything mm-hmm. um yeah and obviously I like to question things further than the surface level so I feel like anything that's very superficial like I can't really handle too much of that Mm -hmm. um and we mentioned this before um but like honesty in a relationship in a friendship I think just like you know be straight up with me tell me I'm being stupid like I would rather not make a fool out of myself and make a situation worse if my friend can just tell me to avoid it you know like even the smallest things like oh you have something in your teeth like Mm -hmm. (laughs) avoid the embarrassment instead of like trying to be nice about it yeah um which actually I think I have struggle with as well like sometimes I'm too scared to be brutally honest because I'm like I don't want to hurt your feelings but yeah but I feel like that's yeah. a little bit like social anxiety too yeah it's like mm-hmm. what do you th- when are they gonna think of what I said and stuff see like that's so interesting like going back to the personality stuff mm-hmm. right like I've always been an extrovert mm-hmm. but I realized in the past few years that it's like even if you're an extrovert you can have social anxiety yeah of course like I just didn't think I was like oh I'm so good in a group setting like I love going out like I love seeing huge groups of friends at once like I'm in a sorority like at sometimes there's 30 of us in the room and I never feel like shy or uncomfortable but I think it's like when you're in a certain mindset or maybe something triggers your anxiety Mm -hmm. it's like so crazy to see that like you know see that in myself and I was just like oh wow like I'm learning a lot about myself but yeah. yeah yeah and then lastly um loyalty I think that's kind of a given with any relationship and friendship but also with a little grain of salt you know like there's no point in being blindly loyal um at me which we'll dive into later Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah I think you should choose who you're loyal to based on how the relationship betters yourself and not necessarily in like a selfish way like oh Annie's my best friend because she buys me food or yeah like, Annie's my best friend because like she helps me in my homework like not like that mm-hmm. but in terms of like you enrich me you like help my mental health um we have a lot of good um values that we share and we can talk about mm-hmm. so I think just like as long as your friends and the people you're surrounding yourself with are a positive influence on your life and it could be like oh this friend helps me work out like yeah stuff like that I think that's where loyalty comes in and I really do value that a lot Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah how about you um so for me I really care for someone that really genuinely listens to me and pays attention to me um because I think like people love to talk about themselves but it's hard for people to actually listen Mm -hmm. to you and I've realized over time that I really value that I need to improve on listening because I think with me the issue is that with my anxiety, I'm always thinking of what to say next right. instead of listening. Um, so I need to focus on being more like present with mm-hmm. my friends mm-hmm. um, and really listening to them. And this sales class that I've been taking, um, we had like a whole chapter in our reading about like the importance of listening to someone and how that really like bonds you with mm-hmm. the other person because it's like you actually genuinely care about their well-being mm-hmm. and want to listen to them. So that's really important to me. Um I'm very drawn to people who are um, more likely to open up to me, even though I can be a little closed off at first. um, Once I get to know you, I think I am pretty open about my life um, and different things that happen. So um, I understand that it's something that takes time, but I do really value someone that can open up to me. Uh, Honesty is a huge thing. Just like Cheyenne said, you can have a truthful conversation. Maturity is also a big one for me. 
um, it's really hard for me for some reason to be friends with someone who isn't emotionally yeah. mature because I'm just like in the way that I think I'm very like emotional and I'm very in tune with my feelings so when someone doesn't really understand it it's hard for me to like maintain or keep a conversation yeah um and like Cheyenne said loyalty this can look different in so many ways but basically just someone who like shows up and they're there when you need them Mm -hmm. um another one is that they're not like using me um for like homework or networking or like for their benefit I actually think it's fine if like you're with someone just to do like homework Mm -hmm. and stuff like it's fine but if I think of you as like a good friend and then you start like using me then I have a problem but if it's this like mutual agreement like oh we're just gonna do homework for this class like we're class buddies yeah like friend friends exactly (laughs) exactly yeah um and last thing is that you just respect my boundaries and you don't take everything extremely personally um because I can be a little bit more of a straightforward person Mm -hmm. and maybe that's something I need to work on like my tone but yeah just someone who like respects me like for instance instance if I'm like oh I'm not like feeling well today mentally like I can't hang out right now like for them not to be like oh like what's wrong with me like Mm -hmm, stuff like that mm -hmm. like they actually respect what I'm saying yeah no that makes sense a lot yeah um yeah I feel that I feel like sometimes because as obviously we have a podcast so mm-hmm. we like to talk a lot I feel like it's hard sometimes for me to take a step back and like listen yeah as well like what you're saying earlier um but yeah things we can work on together yeah definitely <laughs> um cool so I think it'd be really interesting to talk about like what role each of us plays in a friend mm-hmm. group um yeah I'd love to hear what you have to say <laughs> yeah I don't know I think that like even though I'm very much a natural leader in like groups for work or organizations, class, um, I think because of the foundation of my friendship in elementary school, which we're saving till the end, um, I am a really passive friend. I think that like I always feel like I'm intruding even if like you're telling me to hang out with me Mm -hmm. or especially maybe not so much one-on-one but in a group setting like if you and Leah were going to lunch I think I've done this with you guys but I was like oh can I join like even though you told me that we're having lunch together I'll always feel like I'm in the way Mm -hmm. or I'm like intruding on your one-on-one bonding time or like I wasn't invited even though there's like five text messages that tell me Cheyenne you should come yeah um and I think like even uh, or until I get really close with um, the group that I'm with, I tend to take a back seat or like I'm not going to be the one to like jump in and initiate like, oh, let's go to XYZ to hang out. Like, let's go mm-hmm. to the Spoba plays. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, cool. Whatever you want to do. Like, I'll, yeah, okay. Like, I think so like bad. you have like a fear of being like rejected. Probably. I yeah. think like part of it is rejection, but part of it I think is like, again I'll dive into it deeper later Mm -hmm. but like there was a threat of rejection Mm. like in my friendship so interesting okay yeah and um again like all of this goes back to that one friendship but I'm literally a pushover like even if I'm uncomfortable in the situation or I don't like snowboarding and my friend asked me to go snowboarding Mm -hmm. I'll be like yeah totally like let's go and I think like some people might see that as like oh you're comfortable taking risks and trying Mm -hmm. new things but to me I'm literally like I am terrified and I don't want to do this but because my friend suggested it like I'll just go with the flow like in a different way than what we were talking earlier Mm. but yeah I don't know I think in a more like less self-deprecating light um I do know that I'm the friend that you know people usually come to for deeper talks um and I guess like I matured younger or you know I just like talking a lot but um even in middle school like I think people enjoyed talking to me about um like it could have been something silly like boy problems but like whatever problems you can have as a middle schooler but um yeah I was always that kind of person um yeah I think like going back to the whole like rejection thing I always used to feel like I was excluded or missing out and like I never had um, a solid group like for an extended amount of years you know Mm -hmm. like not even a group I would say I think that um, I definitely hopped around friend groups and that was kind of just natural part of like finding who I was Um, but again we'll touch on that later but it was kind of hard because I felt like I never really fit in anywhere 
but at the same time I was never like the kid who was bullied and like pushed around it was literally just because of me like trying to figure out who I was Mm -hmm. um and of course like I had those certain like individuals that stuck by me throughout the whole time of my like middle school high school but like I wouldn't say we were necessarily a squad you know like there was no like deep squad I was like through and through it all you know um yeah I think that like at certain points of my life I definitely felt like oh like I'm not invited to like that party that everyone was talking about and I never truly cared about it in terms of like oh I'm missing out I think for me it got to a more like wondering like oh like people know me like everyone knows me but do they not actually like me like Mm -hmm. you know like kind of like again like very self-deprecating like I'm sure none of this was true but it's what I was thinking as like a high schooler right yeah um and now I definitely don't care too much about that anymore but sometimes I will be like oh like all my friends are there but like I'm not there like hmm but you know I feel like that's the anxiety speaking yes a hundred percent like and again like I didn't know that that was a form of like social anxiety or like personal anxiety but it was definitely there like all throughout my life I would just like start thinking into these holes of like again like the imposter syndrome of like oh like they elected me as a leader for student council but no one invites me to things you know or like I thought that no one did but they probably did and I just interpret it as like a not invite you know it's like sometimes it's not that deep yeah but like it's really not that you're like oh my god like this (laughs) and that like when you were saying like oh you don't want to like intrude on Mm -hmm. one-on-one time and stuff it's like it's really not that deep most of the time no one cares (laughs) like it's literally like not a big deal but to me I'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm ruining the vibe like even with like Kenny and his roommates like they're all guys and sometimes I'm like oh they're playing smash maybe I should leave (laughs) like I don't know if I should be here and I'm like dude like no one cares yeah playing a video game is fine yeah and then lastly I feel like a lot of these traits I kind of attribute to like my physical size of being small um I am 4'11 I am very tiny and I also physically get lost sometimes like in a crowd but I think that it's been a big part of my identity because I find myself like overcompensating a lot and trying to be like louder have a larger presence and um like maybe trying to like fit in with whatever the sense of humor is but obviously I like don't actually get it so then I end up just looking weird or like looking like I'm trying too hard or something like that and so I feel like because I feel small and invisible like in a physical sense it plays into like my role in like a friend group and like the the kind of friendship space dang that's deep I don't know (laughs) we'll see we'll see how my life develops but yeah (laughs) um yeah for me I feel like in friend groups I'm typically the mom of the group and the more mature one I don't know why I've always identified myself as that way but I just feel like I never think I'm the funny one or the adventurous friend because I'm just less likely to take the risks Mm. um and I get scared of making jokes um (laughs) because I feel like people don't think I'm funny um so I don't know like it's just scary it's like that social anxiety Mm -hmm. part again Mm -hmm. it's like you just don't want to be rejected yeah people don't laugh at you um so yeah I definitely had that for like a time I was like I am not funny like no one cares about my jokes the thing about humor is that like it depends on the person who thinks it's funny Mm -hmm. so um I personally also feel like I'm always like telling people off like I feel like I'm always giving lectures about different topics and I tend to like insert myself in like different situations to give advice and I see this as a flaw but I'm sure for some people they see it as like a benefit like wow I'm really glad she like said something um but that's just me being like harsh on myself I think um over time like I've grown a lot more to be confident with who I am and less insecure about these traits because they make me unique and like people are friends with me for me so like Mm -hmm. I don't have to be fake or act a certain way yeah um and I think I've just growing up I've just become a lot more like forward thinking Mm -hmm. that's probably with anxiety again it's like always thinking about my future so I felt like I've had to be mature and I think that also partially comes from like being the older sister yeah and like kind of raising my brother growing up Mm -hmm. feeling like I had to be the role model for him and that just really translates to my friendships as well yeah um and I also in general prefer having one-on-one hangouts because I like having deeper connections with my friends Mm -hmm. so I feel like sometimes like 
I don't really have friend groups and I don't feel like I fit in a certain role because I, I've like kind of gone a little bit away from like the group hangouts right, yeah. and more of like the one-on-ones but I think that just like evolves mm-hmm. over time yeah and also just naturally in quarantine yeah like, <laughs> we don't have like large group hangouts anymore exactly. like at the most it'll be us three as roommates plus like one or two people yeah and yeah. like as you get older it's like friend groups like not everyone's gonna work out mm-hmm. like certain people you get more close with yeah and such yeah so Cheyenne um enough about me I'm just wondering how you feel like you've changed um over the past couple of years in terms of um how you feel towards yourself Mm -hmm. and friendships yeah I feel like I definitely learned how to advocate for myself more and um I guess feel more comfortable in like my identity and how I am as a friend um definitely freshman year I think being new to Greek life I definitely still had FOMO or fear of missing out um and I had the outlook on like gatherings. I felt like I had to be in with a group. Um, but now, specifically with Greek life, I'm definitely more comfortable knowing I'm close with the people I'm close with, and that's fine. Like I don't need to be everyone's best friend. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Um, and I think I definitely care less about pleasing everyone around me because I know it's not possible. Like it's just not a thing. Um, but sometimes I do catch myself, like, trying to please everyone, but, you know, I'm more cognizant of it, at least, and I'm not just, like, doing it because I think I have to. Um, and then, you know, like, I think knowing what I want and what I want my day to look like, and then not feeling bad for, you know, saying, like, oh, I have to miss this hangout this time, you know, because, like, at the beginning of the day, I set the intention, like, okay, I'm gonna focus on my schoolwork this time, and I'm gonna you know, schedule in a blocked hour for me to do this assignment. And I think I feel less bad about um, telling my friends that I can't hang out because I've done that. And I know that they're not going to, like, hate me for it or they're not going to, like, not invite me next time, you know. So I think I've definitely grown a lot in terms of, like, that anxiety section that we were talking about or those feelings. And um, now I'm more comfortable just, like, straight up, telling someone like oh yeah I don't know this is definitely just me but like I interpreted this as this and they'll be like often more often than not they'll be like Cheyenne you're being silly like I did not mean it like that Mm -hmm. so yeah how about you um I think I've just become way less of a pushover I'm more likely to just say directly what I want Mm -hmm. um that's not always good but sometimes I do go with the flow but I think much more recently like there's just no time to waste of like being a pushover it's really exhausting to live like that as a friend and so sometimes it's best and it's really like time saving Mm -hmm. to just say what you want you know it'll just fix so many of the issues that you might have um and although in the beginning of college I felt like I was excluded a little bit and that I was viewed as boring I think spending more time alone has just shown me that I don't always need to be hanging out with someone on a Friday yeah. night to have fun. Mm-hmm. And I think quarantine has shown all of us oh, that. Yeah, like, we sure. can entertain ourselves, like, by ourselves, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. And I've also really learned that relationships require very intentional time and effort. It's yeah. an effort. Like, it's not just going to come to you yeah. based on love. And your friendships will go away if you stop reaching out, if you stop putting the effort to care and get to know someone. Um, and one thing that really like shook me once is when one of my friends was like, stop expecting other people to reach out to you first. Mm -hmm. It's like, if everyone thinks that, Mm -hmm. then like, no one's going to reach out. No one's going to reach out. So like, if you want to hang out with someone, there's nothing wrong with reaching out first. Like you're not being like too much or, um, annoying. It's Mm -hmm. like, if you approach it in a genuine way, it's like, you could have done something really great. I think like that is a huge thing that was a big part of my like social anxiety uh growing up like even with literally my boyfriend I would be like oh I don't want to seem like I'm being annoying by reaching out so much like it's so bad like no one is gonna think that but I just invented in my head that I'm like oh I'm I'm asking too often even though I didn't ever ask so Mm. yeah so toxic friendships let's talk about it um so in high school I think a lot of my friendships were like 
okay my friendships weren't toxic but the people some of the people at my school were toxic um people i mentioned this before but always gossiping it comes from being in a small school you just want to know what everyone's up to some people were racist and i didn't really come to this conclusion until like later on in my Mm -hmm. life when i realized like wow some of the things they said were very Mm -hmm. wrong um and a lot of people wanted to be like the center of attention all the time also comes with being in a small school you just want you want to be popular you want to be cool um so yeah i don't have any like personal like deep friendships that have been like extremely toxic which i'm really grateful for um but there are a couple memories i have from kindergarten which Mm -hmm. i still remember which just shows me like it's probably like deep-rooted trauma that i have um but little kids would just say like to me in kindergarten they'd be like if you don't do this then i won't be your friend anymore Mm -hmm. and that sounds so stupid but it actually like still exists but in like Uh a much more subtle way in college so it'd be like oh if you don't go to like this party and if you don't have fun with Mm -hmm. us if you don't drink with us then we won't consider you a cool friend and we'll stop like inviting you kind of thing um which is very toxic um Mm -hmm. if you're in a friendship like that Um, and those friends just don't accept you for who you are Mm -hmm. they want you to be the certain way yeah and that's like a very big trait of a toxic Mm -hmm. friend yeah um and now i just want to give you space to talk about your (laughs) friendship all right we have led up to this moment because (laughs) like i said my entire identity is based on this friendship and i wrote my college essay on it so without saying a name even though it will be very specific and obvious to people who know this friendship um so in elementary school so i moved to malaysia when i was six in second grade and um the first class i was in this girl just like declared that we were enemies and i was like i don't know you like i literally just came from america i'm so confused like why do you hate me and she was also what they called back then like a a pal or like a pods pal i don't know it was like basically the role was that you were supposed to help um the new students like transition into school because at international school it's so common for there to be new kids coming in and out every two years one year two years so it was good that they kind of had some type of implemented system to like help new kids uh, make friends and she was one of those people and I was a new kid and I was not being helped so I was like you know what that's sad no (laughs) and I guess this is also kind of demonstrative of like before this friendship I was much more advocative of myself so I went to the counselor I was like I don't feel welcomed like this person is bullying me (laughs) I love that like and I was six I was like who who taught me this like I don't know but I was literally six and I was like listen here um (laughs) and so I complained and then um they had us meet in the library so a common space where we can't like pull each other's hair and we talked about it and um I was like yeah I just felt like you came right at me and I didn't even know you kind of stuff and I guess maybe from that point on because I was like kind of like a bad like I was mean by reporting her Mm. and maybe she was like oh I like her style because I was mean I don't know but then she like took me under her wing and we were best friends not from that point on but like the next year and I had again like I have no clue how that happened but we were in the same class again in third grade and we were so close to the point where our teacher was like we need to separate the happy couple because like we were being distracting and we were like giggling and like talking all the time and so we were literally like best friends for life like (laughs) b-f-f-f-f-f-f-f-s like and it was just like I didn't know there were like bad things happening Mm -hmm. until I think two and a half years into our friendship so like she left in fifth grade and um so all through third grade we were like super goofy fun having a great time but there would be things like um so in that class we had like a point system and if you did something well you would get a point um they got rid of this because it's very like kind of toxic yeah it is but like anyway we used to have teddy bear points and I used to like you know being a teacher's pet and I'm still a teacher's pet uh, which I kind of hate but I would like try and do everything to get all the points and the rewards were like stationary pencil cases and like you know I'm all up in that so I was like yes and she would like make me give her my give her the prizes that I won 
and she'd be like that's horrible yeah and I was like bro I earned this like I tried yeah. super hard on my quiz like I took really nice notes like what are you talking about and like who are you to ask yeah. for my gift that and I earned like she made me feel like you know what you said earlier like if you don't do this I'm not gonna be your friend yep she made me feel like if I didn't then I was being a bad friend and like it was crazy because I genuinely thought that I was like oh that's the right thing to do like okay I'll earn the thing and then I'll give it to you like that was my immediate correlation which is just like insane yeah and then like from that as well I started she started to like make me have the same opinions of her so like now my friends like friends who were like around the, during that time and then we grew to be friends in the future they were like Cheyenne, you know you said this to me when we were kids? And I was like, what? Like, one time, I remember distinctly, um, we were doing this, like, art assignment, and because this girl was so judgmental, I started becoming judgmental. And I was Mm. like, why are you drawing the flower like that? Mm. And then, because I thought that's what she was going to say. And then she turned around, and she was like, oh, actually, that's, like, a professional technique. And I was like, like, the girl who, my, my friend. Yeah. And I was like, oh well I guess it's okay because like yeah I thought she was gonna be mean about it but then yeah. she wasn't yeah. so I was like oh yeah okay fine and then another one was like I was trying to tell this girl in our gymnastics class because she was playing with like a wooden doorstop and it had splinters and apparently I yelled at her to tell her to stop mm. so that she wouldn't get splinters and even though it was like me trying to look out for her yeah. I said it in a mean way because mm. like that's how I was treated mm. and that's how like I was like belittled for doing something that was going to harm me and it was stupid that I was doing it so I thought that was how you were supposed to tell people or like Mm -hmm. warn people um yeah but then it was like she also controlled like who I could or couldn't talk to so it was like I had another friend who was also in the same friend group um and I wanted to go say hi to her because we had, like, seen each other in Chinese New Year or something like that. So I wanted to, like, be like, oh, hey, like, that was so fun. And she literally told me, she was like, if you go talk to her first, I'm not going to talk to you for a week. Like, Like, literally word for word. And the only reason that I remember this stuff is because I started noticing that it was kind of weird. So I started writing it down. I started, like, journaling or writing in a diary. And I was like, today she did this. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, um... I think the only reason that I, like, didn't say anything about it or I didn't get out of the situation was because, again, of the threat of rejection and threat of, like, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. So it made me want to hang on to it even longer. And it was just, like, so bad. And, like, um, another thing was, like, I would have to get her lunchbox from the third floor and we were on the playground on the ground floor or like yeah like what like I don't understand why I would just be like okay a literal personal servant like hello you're supposed to be a friend literally a personal servant and like um I would have to give her my drink from lunch every day and this is um, elementary school right so like we didn't have like you could just buy a drink it was like you get one drink for Mm. your meal and we would get um yakult and so she'd be like i want the green one today like in asia they have all the different flavors she was like can you give me the green one can you give me the orange one and i was like yeah because again i thought that was being a good friend i thought that like i was being generous and being nice and without realizing like i'm spending my mom's money (laughs) on not me Mm. but yeah it was kind of wild um and those are just like some stark examples Mm -hmm. that i had oh other things like she would make fun of me for the people i had a crush on even though like that was kind of just the person everyone had a crush on terrible yeah she would be like why do you even like him like you're so lame like stuff like that Mm. and then she would like make me chat her up to her crushes and like you know and I was just like okay so why can I like make you look good but then you make me feel bad for liking someone like okay that is so manipulative yeah and I just like didn't know that is crazy Mm -hmm. but like you have to think back like you didn't know better yeah I really didn't know better and like my mom said one time she chaperoned a field trip to like the zoo and this was the time that I think she realized how intense the situation was because that was one of the days that she decided to ignore me and my mom was like you were literally a lost puppy like you looked completely disheveled you like didn't talk to anyone but it's funny because in my memory I was like oh but I really enjoyed seeing the animals like I thought it was a fun trip 
but from the outside like it was clear that I was miserable because like my quote unquote best friend mm. was ignoring me so yeah that was kind of interesting that's so sad so yeah. sorry I had to go through no that. it's okay like because the thing is like like I said earlier is like shaped who I am yeah and there's definitely good things that have come out mm-hmm. of this you know like now I'm really selfless and yeah. it's very natural for me to like put someone before me of course like to a certain extent like it's not good like I do tend to not prioritize my own feelings or my own mental health sometimes but I'm definitely getting better at that um but I think some negative ways that it still impacts me is like again like the confidence and the um ability for me to like believe in myself because I had such a constant threat of like I'm gonna drop you or like I'm Mm. not gonna be your friend so I always think that something I'm doing is wrong and it's like what I'm gonna say is gonna insult you or gonna like be the wrong message or something like that and um so that's why I definitely still have like a lot of um anxiety around that kind of thing Mm mm-hmm Um, And then what I said about, like, middle school hopping around friend groups, I think was because I didn't have my own identity for, like, three years of my formative life, you know? Like, from age 6 to 10, like, I just didn't know who I was because I was just copying her, you know? So it was just, like, suddenly I had to find my own opinions and find my own likes and dislikes. And by the time I'm in middle school, I'm, like, 11. So that's already pretty late in life to be learning how to form your own opinions. So um, I definitely went through a lot of phases. And, you know, looking back, they were funny. Like, I was into the skater phase. Like, I thought I was a b-boy. Like, breakdancing and, like, skater, like, board shorts, like, snapbacks, stuff like that. Obviously, not me. <laughs> um, I went through, like, the Avril Lavigne phase. And, like, all of these were just, like, me trying to figure out, like, who, what I liked. Like, because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I liked. But, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Very interesting. But, yeah, yeah. that's my, that's, that's a short version. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. That it's is crazy experience. to think, like, your toxic friend had so many similar traits to my toxic ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what a manipulative, toxic person mm-hmm. does to you. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, all the red flags are there, but you just didn't know better. Yeah. And I think, like, the path to healing is just, like, forgiving yourself yes, from the past. exactly. Honestly, yeah. because it's, like, yeah. you didn't know. And I think you know? the craziest thing is, like, I always wonder, like, does she know? Like, yeah. <laughs> do they know what they did yep. to me? Yeah. And it's, like, I almost again like you know the crazy thing is like even me saying this now like I obviously didn't say her name but Mm -hmm. why didn't I say her name because I'm scared that she's gonna hear it Mm -hmm. or like I'm scared that she's gonna find out yeah and it's like the fact that it's literally been what I'm like 22 now it's been over 10 years and she still has that like power over Mm -hmm. me which is kind of insane right like it's kind of scary but yep you know, YOLO, this is on public <laughs> domain, so have at it. Um. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. She needs to listen to this if yeah. she ever did. Yeah. Right. So um, I think that like is a good segue to our tips mm-hmm. on boundaries. Yes. Um, I think just friendships in general, you have to realize that one friend can't serve all your needs. Your yeah. friend can't be someone you confide in, someone you go to advice for someone you go to like shopping advice for someone you eat with someone you hang with 24 7 Mm -hmm. like that's just not a realistic look on even a relationship Mm -hmm. you can't expect one person to give you everything yeah um so I think when you realize that people don't owe you anything Mm -hmm. and that people like and that you don't owe anything to anyone like you're just a lot happier because you realize like oh, you don't need a friend for, like, every single Mm -hmm. thing. Like, you can also have other friends for that. Um, I think one of the tips that I want to give is that it's okay to distance yourself from friends and that there are different seasons to a friendship. Um, Sometimes you might be really close for Mm -hmm. a couple months and then sometimes you might be on a small, like, talking break. Like, you might be focusing on yourself or your relationship or your grades, whatever is going on. And that doesn't mean that the friendship is failing. It just is going through, like, my therapist always says, like, an ebb and flow of, mm-hmm. like, life and friendship. And there's no, it's nothing to be a concern of to, like, have the distance, I think. Yeah. Um, like, for me, distancing can look different ways. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I have to, like, mute someone's story or, yeah. um, like, on Instagram or stop, like, 
really tuning into their life mm-hmm. because maybe what they're going through or what they're sharing um, isn't serving me or it's triggering me yeah. in some sort of way. And um, there's nothing wrong with distancing in that sort of mm-hmm. aspect as well. Yeah. Um, another thing is like open communication is everything. And a friend, I know everyone always says that. Yeah. But you need to be honest with your friend. Like you can't be friends with someone if you can't be honest with them. Like, if something's going on, you need to bring that up with them. Um, And, yeah. Yeah. I think another thing is, like, not necessarily advice or tips Mm -hmm. on a friendship, but just to know as well, like, it's also okay if a friendship ends naturally, you know? Like, there's no... I mean, this is funny coming from me, a person who's, like, extremely socially anxious sometimes, but, like, it's not always about you. And I think I learned that, you know, going through all of those friend groups and phases, like... I did just naturally distance from those people. There's nothing bad happened. It wasn't because there's drama. It was just because, you know, we grew into different people and we were no longer, like, had everything in common and stuff like that. So I think just accepting that Mm -hmm. and knowing that it's not anything you did or anything they did, um, and that's possible too. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes there is a dramatic end of a friendship, but it's very much less common than most people think, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one question I get a lot is like how can we be like roommates and such close yeah. friends like how does it work because people are like never live with your best friend mm-hmm. like close friend whatever yeah um, and it's like how do we make it work mm-hmm. so. yeah I hear that a lot too um, but yeah I think in terms of being roommates and friends definitely having clear boundaries of like the space of the house um, also just because we've had um, people moving in and out of the third room each semester it kind of organically happens where we'll have a conversation again about you know what are your boundaries what are expectations literally getting down to the nitty-gritty of like cleaning schedule Mm -hmm. you know like um implementing a weekly chore cycle um even though it sounds like kind of intense but it's actually worked out a lot because it helps you avoid things like oh my god, Annie didn't clean, like, the kitchen, like, you know, like, it just, you can't avoid, like, it, you can't have that if you already have an established schedule, Mm -hmm. and there's less, like, passive aggressiveness, and you just, like, you know, it's something to do on my to-do list, it's nothing personal, right? Exactly. Um, and yeah, like that, like, just don't take things personally when it's something to do with the house, like, it's not about our friendship. Yeah, it's not. You know, like, sometimes I will forget to, like, do stuff, or, like, I, I don't have time. I think, when we understand that I'm not doing it out of spite like no one's telling you like oh you know what Annie I'm not gonna clean the bathroom Mm -hmm. this week because I'm mad at you like it's not like that you know like it's literally just like oh oops like it slipped up and as long as we're transparent and honest about it and we'll be like oh do you mind like covering for me this week and I'll cover for you next week I think that's where the distinction comes and um and then just like creating and respecting personal space you know like like we said earlier we have our own rooms which Mm -hmm. is um really nice but it's also like understanding when we are welcome and like um we're open to like having a hangout in our room or in the living room but also when we do need that like alone time exactly um so yeah i think like the biggest thing is like respecting that privacy exactly yeah not thinking someone's gonna talk to you anytime you need them to Mm -hmm. it's like I always knock before I come into your room like always like ask for consent on like Mm -hmm. certain things like oh do you have time to talk right now instead of being like oh you're my roommate so let's just talk right now burst in exactly yeah Yeah. I think something it's like it almost sounds a little bit like professional but like Mm -hmm. separating the concepts of being friends and being roommates like personal and professional because again there are some tensions that will happen naturally as Mm -hmm. roommates like it's inevitable but knowing that it doesn't have anything to do with like how I feel about you as a person or how you feel about me as a person like I would never attribute anyone's living habits to like their personality because sometimes that's just like maybe how they're brought up or maybe you know like how they lived before and Mm -hmm. it's nothing to do with like their values Mm -hmm. or most of the time it's not to do with their values but (laughs) yeah um yeah and then I think my last piece of advice that actually like um my therapist kind of gave me in general especially during quarantine is like you need to make sure every now and then you hang out not at home 
like if you are rooming with your friends I think again it's so important to have that distinction if you only hang out at home I think it gets more and more closer to like oh we're just roommates yeah so I mean obviously within safety regulations and COVID and everything but like going out for a walk or like going to get groceries together so that you're outside the home space but you're still maintaining that relationship and like when we were able to go out like getting brunch or lunch or dinner and stuff like that and just having like a more refreshing place because also um something about like being roommates is like when you get home you're in a different mindset right when you're outside you're like for me at least I'm like in a more social mood I'm like oh yes I want to talk about like all that stuff but when I'm at home sometimes I'm like nah dude like I just want to recharge and like rest Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely having those distinctions even though this episode is all about friendships sometimes you need to be your own friend and look out for yourself for this week's life hack we recommend to Um, schedule time for yourself so do you ever feel really overwhelmed with life and that you have no time to yourself you should schedule time for yourself just like how you schedule a hangout with a friend so act like it's a non-negotiable commitment don't put other things in this me time slot and treat it like it's something important because taking care of yourself is important Thank you for tuning into our podcast episode. We'd love to hear from you, so be sure to leave a review wherever you get your podcasts from. You can check us out on Instagram at barelyadulting.pod. We'll talk to you later.